True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal and Renee. And we are looking forward to chatting with you guys tonight. Um, we have a few updates. Um, we do have our private investigator episode coming up in about a week. We'll be publishing that. It got pushed back a little bit due to um, the investigation firm, the head guys, travel um, schedules and things like that. But we're still really looking forward to that interview. And it is coming up. And um, Renee, I believe you had some updates for us from the last episode about the missing person. Yes, I do. Unfortunately, it's not a good one. Um, so I talked about on the last podcast, um, there was a, it's a friend of mine's um, family member and her name is Jamie Harper. She was missing out of East Texas, tw- somewhere like towards uh, Longview. I think I said the name wrong. It was, I think I was saying at Harleton and it's Harleton, but anyway, um, nevertheless, she'd been missing since June I think it was 17th they ended up finding her body unfortunately on august 21st um they found her car um i think there was some some workers or something and they found the white car and when they went over to the car it, she was inside the car mm-hmm. so they, they believe what happened was it was just a single car accident and so unfortunately that mystery has been solved and it's really devastating i'm certain for everyone involved fam- friends and family i'm so sorry to hear that and and like in Missy's case, I feel really poorly. I feel horrible for her kids. So I'm just really sorry. My heart goes out to that family. Yeah, it's really sad. And um, <clears throat> I have an update too, a personal update since we spoke um, to our audience last. Okay. Um, and, you know, it gave me just, it kind of gave me a glimpse into what Missy Beaver's family went through. Because I was with clients, I had rushed from one client in Little Elm, and then I was rushing over to um, a new build walkthrough with some clients of mine in Prosper. (coughs) And while I was there, I got a phone call from my mom, and she never calls my cell phone, never, and uh, because she never wants to bother me. So I took note of it. I was talking to my clients. I had just gotten there and joined them. They knew I'd be joining them a few minutes later because I was coming from another client. In another part of town. So I get there and, and I'm, we're chatting and having a really good time. These clients are actually people I've worked with before. They're fantastic, fantastic clients. Anyway, so we're chatting and I took note. I was like, okay, my mom just called my cell phone. That never happens. She usually calls the home phone. And if she can't get me, that's just it. We just talk later. So the fact that she called my cell phone, I was already a little uneasy. And then as I'm talking to my clients, it goes, ding. My mom had left a voicemail. That's totally not like her. She's very much, oh, I don't want to bother you, especially if you're working, you know. Right. She would just never do that. So I'm talking to my clients. We kind of get to a point where I can sort of wander over to the island of the kitchen and pick up my phone and listen to the voicemail. And my mom said, Crystal, two detectives just left my house. Please call me right back. And that's not like her. She's not demanding at all. So that just, I knew something was going on. And my first thought was that somebody had broken into her home and ransacked her house or something. Like she had just gotten home from the store and saw it and the cops were there. Right. (laughs) So that was all I could think of. And I (coughs) called her back frantically and she goes, Crystal, they found Scott dead in his house. Detectives just left that told me. 
I said, what? Scott is my older brother. He is my only sibling. And we were very close, talked all the time, constantly emailing each other silly things. We go to concerts together with my husband, three of us all the time. I was just in shock. So I walked over to my clients, heard me, and I noticed that the husband turned around and looked at me like, uh, is that's unusual. You know what I mean? Because they were just looking through their mm. new house and we we're supposed to be doing the blue tape appointment where you go around and put tape on all the, you know, all the things you want the builder to, to fix before closing. And I went from that really just fun experience to like, bam, the worst news. So right. I went over and told them what was going on. And they was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And they gave me a hug. And I ran out to the car, called Mike, went straight to and Mike joined us. So anyway, the point being is, you know, once we sort of got through a lot of that shock, I started thinking about Missy Beaver's family. And that's pretty much the same way they found out they lost their loved one. Very, very different circumstances. My brother apparently died of natural causes. The exact same um, medical examiner's office there in Dallas is where my brother was taken. And um, they still don't have all the tests back. And they're collaborating with his doctors to try to pin it down more than just natural causes. So on his death certificates that we've ordered, it says natural causes pending. So um, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up just to kind of say, hey, I've been hearing all of you saying that 2020 has been a horrible year. And I just couldn't agree more. We lost my dad. You guys might remember in January, kicked off the year horribly. <clears throat> and my, my family of four, my family of origin, um, we were a very tight family for us, my parents and me and my brother and 2020 wiped out half my immediate family. So I'm just like, I'm, I can't handle any more 2020, whatever you got, please keep it away from me. I'm begging you. I'm begging for mercy. I mean, gosh, I think a lot of us are just begging for mercy at this point. 2020 has been crazy. And the COVID thing, let's hope that gets under control. But anyway, I wanted to bring that up just because, you know, sharing what's going on with me, but Mostly, I really just wanted to share that I get it now, just being, living your life and just doing what you do and then finding out that a close loved one is just, bam, gone with no warning. It was awful. That's never happened to me before. Um, my dad passed away, but we knew he was going to pass. Um, we had some warning, but we didn't with Scott. So it was just, it was horrible. So I just kind of wanted to share that the perspective that I gained on Missy's case as well. It really affected me and made me even think more about Brandon, the girls, and her mother and what they went through. Um, you know, thanks for sharing that with us. I mean, you know, obviously I knew about this beforehand, um, you know, when it happened because you shared it with me. And I just want to say again, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I, you know, feel like um, you've handled these things with such grace. And I know that your family is so blessed to have you. <laughs> You're very sweet. Thank you. It's It's been a whirlwind, no doubt. Um, right. now we were going to talk about, um, some other things pertaining to the Missy Beavers case. Um, did you want to go ahead and get us started with that? Cause you had actually come up with the idea and it was a good one. So do you want to go ahead and start with that, um, the article and the TV thing? Yes. Um, okay. So I don't really remember the, the date. It wasn't very long ago, though. But um, we, me and uh, Crystal, you know, we have a uh, email address that we have together that's connected to the podcast, and, you know, the different things that we have, the different uh, social media formats and 
platforms, not formats. And so we had gotten an email. I think Crystal got it, the email before I did. And it was, and I can't remember names. I, well, actually, I won't, I won't say names, but regardless, we got an email from someone that had heard our podcast and was very interested in the case. She um, is in PR or was in PR. She's not in PR anymore, is she? Um, yes, I believe she is. Oh, is she? Okay. Anyway, she was wanting to either do a story or um, find someone to do a story on the Missy Beavers case slash our billboard. Um, because we, you know, as y'all know, we have the billboard fundraiser going on and we're still trying to raise money. We, we are about not almost halfway there. I think we're at 945 last time I looked. I think you're right. Yeah, and- we're, we're about almost right at the halfway mark. Yeah. So she was, she's very interested in the case. She, she has, um, you know, background in PR as well as in, she's a very big interest in true crime. So she was interested in it and, and wanted to talk with us about it and so forth. So we, we talked to her and she had decided that, um, she was going to talk to some of her different, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Crystal? (laughs) Um, give me a hint. Uh, The people that, that ended up doing the story. Connections. There we go. Yes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you, gotcha. know, you know me. Can't ever figure think of simple words. But anyway, she was trying she was talking to some of her different connections in um in advertising. <laughs> so she ended up um telling us that she was gonna talk to someone about doing a, a newspaper article on the billboard and wanted to see if that would be okay with us and that she would let us know and so forth. And we were like, Oh great, that's awesome. And so the next thing we know, there's a newspaper article about the billboard, which is great. But we were kind of like, kind of stunned, you know, we were like, wow, that was quick. You know, we just, we kind of thought that we were going to, you know, talk it over and see what they were going to write about. Cause there's not a whole lot to write about as y'all know, cause we are even having issues trying to come up with things to talk about because we have talked about everything we've, mm. we've covered it all. So we, we kind of struggle sometimes coming up with things and so we thought we were going to discuss it. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. We thought that we minded, but it was just kind of a shock to us because, you know, we got called about it. And then the next thing we know, what was it just like two days later? And it was, yeah. it was a done deal. Yeah. Somebody that was so weird. I, I didn't even see the article until the day after it came out. That was, and I sent it to you. Remember? I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, we, we wanted to, we want, you know, it to be, you know, in the forefront, we want it to get attention so that people will see it and hopefully tips will start coming in. Because as you know, if you look up or you Google Missy Beavers and look for news articles or anything about it, the, the latest, the latest thing that you will see is from 2019. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for 2020, except of course, this news article. <clears throat> and then shortly after that, um, we got a, we got a call or not a, I'm sorry, not a call. Um, an email again from another person wanting to do a, a news story. And you can tell that one. Oh yeah. Okay. So this really sweet lady from WFAA wants to do a blurb on the billboard. Also it's um, it's interesting how um, sort of news media PR types have really picked up on that, which I think is great. They want to help us raise the money for it. And um, this lady is really sweet. Her name is Marie. She's a reporter for WFAA and she's been in touch. We've gotten bumped several times because um, the first one, what was, oh, back to school bumped us. And then the hurricane bumped us. Oh, and then the, D, the DNC bumped us. And yeah, the DNC 
a Democrat National Convention, and then it was the hurricane right after that. So yeah, yeah. we're just um, we're not sure if it's going to happen this week or the next week, um, but that's apparently still supposed to happen, and um, they're going to be in Alice County doing that. So we'll see. But we should be being mentioned on there. And oh, and weren't we going to talk about the TV blurb that already came on? Yes. Yeah, that was that was really funny because I shouldn't say funny because um, it's certainly not comedy. But I just mean amusing is a better word that when they had that on there, um, they said Missy Beavers. They said a podcasting duo, true crime broads, blah, 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 is raising a billboard. All that was cool. And then all of a sudden they said, who pulled the trigger? Yes, we were not only oh were we shocked that it was even on TV, we, we didn't again, we didn't know. We were just kind of like yeah. like um somebody recorded it off of TV and sent it to us and we were like, What the heck? Yeah. We had no idea. Yeah, and, and we so, didn't we didn't know that was gonna be on because all we knew is that our segment where we might potentially one of us be interviewed or whatever, that kept getting bumped. So we right. were just like thought, okay, it's not gonna happen. One of our friends and listeners happened to be able to videotape it and send it to us while it was on, and we didn't know that was going to happen. So we must look like complete idiots. And no, I'm just kidding. We're we're super grateful for the coverage. We it's just kind of funny. It's really really cool. And a major major shout out to Jennifer, the PR lady, for being amazing because she got the ball rolling on all this stuff that we would have never done. Yeah. I would have never had the guts yeah. to call a station. Are you kidding? Or then oh walks the you light? No way. Yeah. So, but anyway, thank you, Jennifer, for being cool and getting all that done. And even cooler that we didn't even know what was going on. How's that? So we did not come give you an idea of how things work in the in the media and TV world and so forth. Because you know, you think it's all you know planned out, but they just take it and they just like go. Yeah, they, <laughs> they just like, went. Yeah, and so we were not we were cool. not notified. We weren't asked uh-uh. for a quote or anything. And that's fine, but we were just so surprised. So then later we talked to our contact at WFAA who wants to do the larger segment and asked her about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll send you a copy of that. So we had, now we have an official clip of it, which is nice to have, um, you know, instead of our friend that filmed it from their iPhone. Totally, you know, obviously better to have it straight from the station. But that's really cool. But, yeah, that yeah. shocked us when the announcer guy goes, who pulled the trigger? I mean, hello. I that because I didn't I didn't hear it of course you know they I'm sure they just grabbed their phone and started recording and I didn't even notice it and you did and I thought oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like wait who pulled the trigger what yeah so exactly um I don't know where they got that I you know the only thing I can think of is you know there's been so much speculation you know through the years and so much um well, you know, the, the, the information that, that we've seen and how we, they speculated or people have speculated, you know, that there was a gun found and where was it found? And then police came back and said, well, there was a gun found, but it was Missy's and it was in her truck. Remember? Mm-hmm. And, and then um, what I found interesting was that they had said that it was found in her truck and it was found, you know, I guess with her belongings, but it wasn't in the inventory. So I always thought that was interesting, but Me too. I never really, I mean, I think, I think we've talked about it before and, but I, I haven't made a really big deal about it because like, you know, we, we know that there's things that they have to keep from the public to, you know, um, preserve the, the investigation. And I get that, but 
anyway, if if that wasn't supposed to be told, well, Channel Eight decided to let it let it out. Let, so there it they is. just let that fly, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> Pull the trigger. That was funny. I know. I literally gasped when I heard that. I was like, "Whoa, we're just not even gonna try to be diplomatic anymore. We're just gonna say who pulled the trigger." That was funny. No, hey, who knows? Who knows? You never know. That might be what this case needed. Oh, for real. Yeah. I, I couldn't be, I'm just joking. I could not be happier that they covered it. And if they want to say who pulled the trigger, I think, I think with all the information that's come out, I think most people are leaning that direction that are following the case anyway. So why not just say it? So no, that yeah. was great. We are incredibly grateful for that. And no, we're not looking for publicity for ourselves. We don't make any money podcasting, by the way. You guys may notice we don't have a sponsor. We did the little obligatory anchor sponsorship at the beginning, and that went away. And now we have exactly zero sponsors, which translates into zero dollars. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that we're certainly not doing this for our pocketbooks. We are doing this because we care about missing her case. And any income that has come in on this has gone straight to Missy's billboard. We won't be touching any of that. We are just a, a clearing house for that. So, Absolutely. so yeah, we have no interest in, you know, because I mean, obviously this isn't a money-making type of thing that we do anyway. Um, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't get it. You, you definitely don't get into podcasting for the money. Yeah, for sure. And and the very few handful of people that are making money are at the top. And I don't know how they got there or what they did, but it, that's not what we're doing apparently. So it's all good in the hood. So um, so what else are we going to talk about in this episode? Well, you know, I was, I was thinking that, you know, now that the information is somewhat out in the open and I don't know that it's completely out because it was such a small segment that I don't I'm sure that a lot of people haven't seen it but I'm sure that once they you know get the interview done with us and everything it's definitely going to be out um I mean how does that change your outlook on the case who me yeah I mean no one that they're (laughs) I guess I'm the only one here (laughs) okay yeah you were talking to me I get it um let's see you know Like you said, that was a local news blurb that was literally just seconds long. So I'm not really sure who caught it. Um, I mean, we've just told people about it, but I don't know who really saw that original airing. I have no idea, but what the statistics are, what the numbers are on that and who would have actually caught what they said. Um, But I don't know. I just think that, um, you know. I don't know where they got that information from. Um, it would depend on that because um, clearly the police weren't involved in that little blurb. So maybe people yeah. are just, and, and, well, you know, what's interesting. We talked about this on an old podcast is early, early on the very day that Missy was killed in the morning, the newscasters, a couple of the local ones were saying that Missy, that this person um, shot and killed Missy Beavers. Remember? Right. The very, yeah, the very initial report said shot. And then they switched and they went to the puncture wounds of the head and chest. And they mm-hmm. stayed there ever since until this particular um, thing that we're talking it about. It makes you wonder if they just switched it up, but she was technically shot in the head and chest, you know? I know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, could be. And it makes it, it helps to kind of, um, you know, because we've all had the question, like, how did this person take mm-hmm. Missy on? Like, yeah. She was in very good shape. She was very fit. It wasn't just like you could just walk in there unless you were just as fit as her. 
and just take her over. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So shooting her would be one of the few ways that you could actually do that because she wasn't going to go down without a big fight. So that kind of explains it. Well, and also it, you know, I made this comment in our group recently it, it fits the timeline better because we've always said, how would they have time to overpower her, have hand-to-hand combat, whatever happened, and then bludgeon her to death? And if it was a couple of gunshots, that makes this perp getting in and getting out of there that quickly after she arrives not that difficult to to imagine. Right. They just shoot her a couple times, take off, and that's that. So it, it does it does make the timeline fit a lot better. It does well, make the whole thing just it makes more sense well and you know some of our buddies in the groups you know our good buddy shannon that's in there um from houston hi shannon um she was saying that (laughs) that kind of doesn't make sense because if that's the case then you could have shot her from anywhere and not had to get up close and personal but i kind of think if we're gonna pretend for a minute that she was only shot and all this other stuff didn't happen with the bludgeoning you know they still wanted to freak her out first whoever this evil person was I feel like they still wanted to get up close and, and, and really see her be afraid. I don't think that shooting her from a distance would have worked for this person. They wanted to have some kind of a confrontation or at least get close enough to see her reaction when she realized the terror of this is certainly not a police officer. This is someone here to harm me. I think that's, I think this really horrible person really enjoyed that. Well, you know, I, and also I think that it was one of the few opportunities that this person had to get her alone. Because you think mm-hmm. about it, they didn't want to do it at her house because her family's there, her kids are there, mm-hmm. you know. And Brandon was probably usually there, Brandon right? Was, yeah, so you can't get away with doing that because there's too many people always around. Where else are you going to catch her by herself at some, mm-hmm. in a short window of time is going to be at Camp Gladiator or one of her classes, you know. Yeah, that's an so, excellent point. That's the only thing that I can think of that would make them go, well, you know, this is my only place and time to do it. So I'm going to have to do it there. Yeah. You make a really good point. That's, That's the only thing I can think of. I, yeah, I get it. But it does. Go ahead. And plus you just really catch a person off guard. Who's kind of, you know, I'm sure even at Missy's level where she was excited to do that, it still takes a certain amount of psyching yourself up to get up that early, get your clothes on, get in the car, do whatever it is you do to get yourself ready, have coffee, whatever, some kind of snack, unload your car, get ready for your students to come that you're about to teach. I mean, there's, your head is probably going a million different directions. Not one time are you thinking there's going to be some idiot dressed like a cop in here that wants to harm me. Um, And, and I, and I think just being caught that far off guard when she had her head in the game, but it just, it's just sickening, but it's just, you know, I just, I think that person really enjoyed catching her by surprise and wanted to see, wanted to be up close and personal to see that happen. Now there is a chance that she was shot and bludgeoned and there's a chance that she was bludgeoned and not shot at all. We don't really have the answers, but sort of what we've been hearing is leaning toward there being at least some, um, at least a gunshot. Well, you know, I remember that in segment that there was on, uh, what was that like? Was that last year or the year before? Mm, which one? I'm sorry. The HLN segment. My straw just made a crazy noise. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, the HLN segment. Yeah, that came on June of 2019. Okay. So on that one, they did talk about, and I always found this interesting, 
um, why they, they decided to discuss blood spatter. I thought that was interesting. So I, I wondered if that was like a, you know, like a message to the killer, like, okay, so we have ways of figuring things out by the blood spatter and the direction that the blood went and, and what position the killer was in and so forth and so on. So, you know, that does kind of make you believe that there was possibly some more injuries after she was shot. So, I yeah, mean, that's true. That's true. And we've, kind of we've uh, open. yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I was going to say something. I lost my train of thought. That's what we get for recording late at night. Oh, what did you just say before <laughs> that? Because I was going to um, go was somewhere with that. Yep. And nothing. the bludgeoning blood spatter person. Oh, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. What I was going to say uh-huh. is, um, you know, we did hear that MPD, the police, had nothing to do with that HLN segment. So it being a message to the criminal, to the perpetrator, I kind of don't think so, simply because we were told that MPD didn't participate in that show. So it might have just been them going along with the theory that she was bludgeoned to death. Maybe that's where sure. they had that that blood spatter expert on, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Whether it's, we yeah. Have, One thing's for sure about this case, there just has been almost no information. Yeah, you know, I was writing a comment in one of our groups. I don't remember if it was Who Killed Missy Beavers or if it was our particular group for the podcast, but I remember writing that it's even hard for me to type it out. It's so hard to believe, but MPD has gone really far out of their way to hide anything about her murder from us. We don't even know her cause of death. I mean, think about how crazy that is, you know, it we, really is. That's just weird. You know, it, it, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense in the fact that it's been so many years and nothing has happened. You think at this point you would need to throw someone a bone, you know, you need to, yeah. Put a little bit more information out there for the public, for the case, you know, all the way around. It can't do anything but, in my opinion, help the case. And I don't understand why they don't see it that way. I know. It's really bizarre. And then we'll hear mumblings of different things about the case. It's like, why didn't they release that to the public? That would have been helpful. Um, and then, you know, I'm so confused, too. Well, I'm jumping all over the place. But the, the December 2016 search warrant that was um, conducted on Bobby Wayne Henry's residence um, in his car. Um, I really don't understand the small, dark SUV stuff. And then the passerby saw it and he drove one. That was one of the points that they used for the probable cause in the search warrant affidavit. But I'm just thinking that the police still haven't told the public about that. And if if the perpetrator escaped in a small dark SUV, that's important, y'all. Yeah, it really is. And I know I've ranted about that maybe, I don't know, six months ago on the podcast. But I just, I struggle with that stuff so much. Why has so much been hidden from the public when the public may very well be the ones that solve this case? Simply because I remember Kevin Johnson saying, looking in the camera and saying, we are waiting for that one piece of information from the public. Right. Well, if yep. you don't tell the public uh, anything, how the heck are we supposed to know what to look for? Especially you, mm. Renee, you're in Ellis County. I don't live in that direction anymore, but so many people are down there with their eyes peeled, wanting to find clues and help with this case. And really, how can you, if the police have really withheld so much information that you really can't. Right. And, and you know, another thing that I, I remember now <coughs> sorry, is that, 
on that um, recent um, TV segment, what was that on uh, ID Channel? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the most recent one that would just just happen what last week? Yeah. You know, I was really shocked when Kevin Johnson was talking about the sticker on the back of the car because oh, yeah. when I was like... watching it, I swear I'm not kidding. When I was watching, I was like, Renee is going to go off. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I think we've all discovered that there's no sticker on the car. Like, and I don't know why, I don't know if they really just don't realize that or if they're just trying to. I don't really get it because, you know, if you look at the car when it's going, you know, because I guess the driveway kind of goes up a little bit. So the car kind of goes, you know, the back end kind of goes down and then back up again or levels out. And, you know, you don't see the sticker till it gets totally leveled out and the car stops. And then they turn on their blinker and you see that shape. But I'm pretty certain. And this is one of I, th- I believe it was Tim that pointed this out. Um, this, that shape is the sign, the shadow from the sign of the swfa i agree it's the same shape um as the oval that's on the back of that car so it's like you know here we all were looking for the looking for a vehicle with a sticker on the back of the car and and i really uh, truly don't believe there is one and and i just was mortified that he said it again i was like are you kidding you know i was <laughs> i was thinking the same thing and i was like and i thought about you when i was watching it and then i was thinking it's possible maybe because he left the department quite a while back. He retired from Midlothian police for our, our um, listeners that don't know about this. Kevin Johnson, who was the spokesperson, you see him on almost every clip about the Missy Beavers case, case from the beginning. Um, he actually retired from police, from law enforcement to become a pilot. So he is a, a pilot, but he's like a private pilot. Like he flies people's private planes for them. I don't think he like works mm-hmm. for an airline or anything, but that's what he wants mm-hmm. to do. And that's what he's doing. So it's possible that he just was rusty and hadn't been updated on the sticker thing or just mm-hmm. didn't remember. Cause he's not working the case at all anymore. He's not even in law enforcement anymore. So maybe that's what it was. I was thinking the same thing though. I was watching that going, wait, how does KJ not know that? He seems like a really nice guy, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. You know, and, and and you just reminded me of a whole another thing. And and it's just, I mean, and I, I, I guess I shouldn't complain because at least they did do something. And that is keeping Missy's story alive and, and her case alive. And, and hopefully people will see it and people will start bringing in more tips. But I don't understand these, these um, reporters or whoever it is that covers these shows that have these little small things that are incorrect. Uh And for instance, they talked about Missy was killed or I think I can't remember how it was worded, something about a basement in a church. And we're like, there's no basement in that church. Oh my gosh. I (laughs) was so irritated. I I just, I just posted that meme of Jan hook saying there's no basement in the Alamo. I mean, I just couldn't believe, could not believe that they said the basement. But yeah, come to I come know. to find out, they at least in the show they didn't say that. I was worried they would, but yeah. apparently. Yeah. But isn't that sloppy though? Letting people write the description it of the is. show that haven't even it glanced is. at it. But yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, because oh. people that have never heard of it, they're going to be like, "Oh wow, this woman got killed in the basement of a church." Do do churches even have basements? That's so weird. But, well, I was going to say that too. In North Texas, there's no basements on any structure. Yeah, not homes, weird, nothing. Even in places that have basements, like, you know, I know in Georgia they have them. Do they have basements in churches? I mean, I guess maybe. Who knows? Yeah. 
I don't know. We we were like, when we first saw the title, we were like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I was really worried when we saw that. I thought this is going to be a mess, but it ended up yeah, being okay. It, it, yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, it was just interesting about that. It's just, um, oh, it's just been such a long road. And sometimes we just, we, we're not ever going to give up and we're not ever going to keep we're not ever going to stop covering the case and, and doing the podcast and we're not going to give up on the billboard. We're not going to do any of those things, but sometimes we do struggle to come up with, you know, things to say and things to talk about because we feel like we've covered it all, you know? Well, <laughs> and, so that's, that's, and, 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 and until there's more, I mean, there hasn't been new information released in this case in years. So until there is, we are going to keep digging, trying to find things ourselves. And, and additionally, we're going to, like we're going to do next week is have the private investigator on. We're looking for really good guests that might help us shed some light on Missy's case. So if you're listening and you're an expert in anything that would pertain to her case, please contact us. We would love to have you on. We'll plug your business, whatever it is you do. Um, we would love to have you on. And, um, or if you know anyone who would be interested in, in being on, we have a decent listenership now decent following you would definitely be heard and your business would be advertised so absolutely if you want to be on please contact us um we're on instagram by the way hey and i just wanted to announce that we are well past our thousand goal on instagram and if you wanted to help us out you know sometimes we'll have people send us really sweet messages saying how can we help you you know we don't have a patreon account where you can put money in or anything like that um, but, um, one thing you could do that would really help us out is just simply follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Um, and if you, uh, listen to us on Apple podcast, or I think the other one where you can leave a review, I might be wrong about this. I know you can on Apple. I think it's Google podcast. Um, but if, so. yeah, so if you could leave us a review and we would really appreciate a five-star review if we think, if you think we're worthy, if you think that this podcast is the dumbest thing you've ever heard, well, please just forget that I said that move on because we <laughs> were only hoping for good reviews. And, mm -hmm. um, what else was I going to say that would help us out? I guess that's basically it. If, if you really want to no, support no. this podcast, yeah, please just, you know, check us out on LinkedIn or um, I need to do some more what with our. Didn't you put us on um, Pinterest? Was it Reddit? You know what? We're on Reddit, but we have a. I started a group on Reddit, and I don't know what to do next. We need to figure that out. I have a group <laughs> set up, and you're an admin. I'm an admin, and it's just sort of sitting there. So we need to get that up okay. and running, and some discussions going, and we can do a live in there, which is appealing. Um, oh. And then, um, yeah, they offer that there. And um, we're on Pinterest for some reason. And then I have to figure out what we're doing on there. And then LinkedIn, <laughs> worth, I need to, you know what I need to do? You know, Instagram is fantastic. You can toggle, I can toggle between my personal Instagram, which I use for my real estate account. And then I can toggle between that and true crime bras, just like one click, one click. I know you do that too. Yeah. But on LinkedIn, yeah. I'll have my LinkedIn for work pulled up, which is pretty darn important for me to keep an eye on. Whenever I want to switch to true crime bras, I have to totally log off and totally log back in. And I realize that's first world problems, but when you're busy, it's kind of a pain and to do it on your phone's even more of a pain, but I'm on the go. So I, I need to do it on my phone. So I'm just sort of, I wish that LinkedIn was more like Instagram where you could just toggle between the two. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. And you know, what's so frustrating is that, um, I don't even know how to use uh, LinkedIn. I, I've gotten on there a couple of times and I look at it and it looks like a foreign 
foreign country to me. I'm just like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> so I don't even know what to do, but I did have one. And then I have one, you know, we have the one for trichromorods. And I'm like you, I was like, I don't know how to switch back and forth. So I just leave it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get back on LinkedIn and, and post some more things. So I would say that those are our weaknesses. Hey, but you know what? Twitter used to be foreign to both of us and you've done really well with our Twitter, Twitter account. So congratulations okay. on that. So I would say, um, if you want to contact us on Twitter, more than likely you'll be talking to Renee. If you contact us on Facebook, probably a good chance you'll catch us both. And then on Instagram, it might be a little more me, but it'll be both of us. So we're trying to normalize everything to where we're both looking at all of them, but it's just a learning curve. And both of us have tons of social media going on for our day jobs. So we're trying to keep it all straight, but at some point, we'll have this humming a little better, but yeah, if you want to drop in and talk to us in our Facebook group, it's called true crime broads. What's it called? Missy Beaver's discussion, true crime broads. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Missy Beaver, true crime broads discussion. Or ah, maybe there, you go. there you go. <laughs> yes. And that's an actual group you'll have to request and we'll let you in. And the only time we don't let people in is if the, if it looks like a really fake account, because we have weirdos that follow true yeah. crime and want to raise cane and cause problems so we're a little we're a little uneasy if we see newer accounts like ones that have been established since the murder or if we see ones that just look really fake with like profile pictures that look fake it's hard to describe but we can kind of sniff out fakes we've been at this long enough um right. even before we had the podcast you know from admin and groups and stuff we can kind of see the sock accounts so anyway uh, we usually let everyone in immediately unless we see a red flag and then we would love to hang out with you on Instagram. Those are probably our strongest. Would you say Facebook and Instagram that we keep up with? Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, um, we I want to build the the True Crime Broads. Um, it says True Crime Broads dash Missy Beaver's discussion ah, group um, a little bit more. And it's kind of hard to do because it's not as, you know, we can't just follow people on Facebook and then they just follow you back and find you. You kind of have to um, advertise the group or whatever. So if anybody that's listening is into true crime and you know your friend or sister or cousin whoever it is or you can even share it on your page and, and tell people hey if y'all are into true crime or if you're you know um interested in the missy beaver's case you know <laughs> you know of a, a, a discussion group that del- delves in that specifically in missy beavers and then maybe just kind of invite them over to the group because that will help us out because it's hard to advertise groups I don't know, really. If y'all have yeah. any suggestions on how to do it, please let me know. Because oh. I've done just about everything I can think of. <laughs> and that reminds me, we also have a um, True Crime Broads Facebook page that's separate from our group, of course. Yeah. And if yeah. you could click like on that or follow that or both, that would be really, really cool. And um, we try yeah. to keep those going. And um, also, I think while we're at it, if you're interested in following our personal um, accounts on Instagram. Mine is Crystal Lawson Realtor. It looks like one word. There's no capitalization. It's Crystal Lawson Realtor. And if you want to hop in and see, I mostly do stuff about real estate, but I also do personal stuff on there as well. And Renee, what is yours called? Yours is just Renee Rodden, or do you have, you have a separate one for Southern Comfort and More. Is that accurate? Yes. I have a Southern Comfort and More page and then I have a Southern Comfort and More group. Oh, I was, so... thinking, I was thinking Instagram. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I do have a Southern Comfort More on Instagram. I That's do. what I thought. I'm and on it. Have, yeah. And then I I'm have my own following um, it, I mean. Instagram. I think it's just Renee Rodden. Or Renee yeah. Rodden 11. yeah. 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 It's 11. It's 11. I remember now. Yeah. Okay. Renee Rodden 11. Yeah. I think that I accidentally got one that was just Renee Rodden and it wouldn't let me, or Renee Rodden 1. So they wouldn't let me do 
I don't know. I couldn't figure out one. So I just did one and then I did one again. <laughs> That's why it's 11. <laughs> and um, on Facebook, um, my personal Facebook is Crystal Lawson and has my wedding picture on there for whatever reason. I just put that on there a long time ago and just never changed it. And then um, my business page is Crystal Lawson Realtor. Oh, wait, Crystal Lawson realtor or is it lost in realty group gosh you'd think i would know my own facebook page i'm gonna look that up yeah yours is um southern convert more you actually have a group which is really cool it's crystal lawson lawson realty group there you go crystal lawson comma lawson realty group yeah awesome i just thought we'd invite people into our lives you know why not we've we've been talking to you guys for over six months now it's time for us to all kind of maybe it's time for us to get to know each other better And what about your Southern Comfort and More group? That would be really cool if our listeners would join that. Yeah. Um, so you just go to uh, Southern Comfort and More, and that is the page. And that's the one that I do the most communication with because I actually started the group um, for people that wanted to have ships, sheets. It's hard to say this. Sheets, ships. <laughs> that's a tongue twister. <laughs> so I started it for that reason. But let me just tell you, it has been a nightmare because people, you know, people <laughs> They get on the groups and they post things and they just select all their groups and then they just post it. So I'm constantly getting people posting couches and cars and all kinds of stuff on there. Oh, like, how weird. This is literally just for people who want sheets shipped. <laughs> sheets shipped. <laughs> a, it's like one of those tongue twisters. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I don't really use that one as much. Hardly ever do anything on there. I just mainly do it from my page, which is text Southern Comfort and more. <laughs> Hey, we just got a new follower on Instagram while I just happen to be having it open here. That's cool. Right. It's another podcast. Yeah. Huh, that's cool. Um, yeah. But anyway, are we done? What else are we going to cover? I think yeah, we're done. I think that, I mean, we talked about it briefly, but I wanted to, to say it again that we, we do have our billboard uh, GoFundMe still going on. We're hoping to get that done as soon as possible. We were doing really well. Uh, we were getting like donations like every every day for like I don't know a week or two, and then it just stopped. And 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 we get it, you know. School just started not long ago, and so that's probably why my business even got slower during that time, and it always does. But um, so now if you know if anybody is interested in donating to the GoFund the, the GoFundMe for the billboard, please let us know. Uh, please donate. No amount is too small. It doesn't matter, you know, whatever you can give um, because we, we want to get that billboard going. We know that it's going to be seen in front of thousands. And that was something I wanted to point out. So the, um, the actual video that the police um, put on YouTube of the killer walking around the church, I looked at it earlier and it was 85,000 views in four years with a billboard and this wow. is one of the reasons that billboards are so great. They can, they can get around 65,000. Um, and I forget what they call it. There's a name for it. But anyway, it can be basically be viewed or seen by 65,000 people a month. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, that number is going to fluctuate, of course. But that's around, I guess, they have an idea of how many people travel up and down the highways near certain areas um, and that's how they decide how much it's going to cost in different locations because some is some areas are cheaper than others. But anyway, so, you know, for it to be seen by that many people in just one month versus 
four years. I think it's really going to be good for the case. I think it's going to, hopefully we, we hope that it's going to bring in more tips. And of course we hope the person, if there is someone out there that knows something will make that phone call. They can do it anonymously through um, Ellis County Crime Stoppers and, you know, call in any kind of information that you know, no matter how small you may think it is, please call it in because Missy deserves justice and so does her family. Her, they deserve justice so much. I mean, this has been so hard for them for the past four years. And, and not only that, but the community. I mean, we're all sitting around going, okay, where's this killer at? Is, are they going to strike again? Are they going to get mad at somebody? And, you know, you never know. Absolutely. I mean, it's terrifying, honestly, to think that that person's still running around. Right. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say was if you you know want to do that. And then we do have a, a listener that had sent in a question. I'm not going to go over it, though. I'm just going to remind people to send in questions. If you have any for the investigators that we're going to have on this week, she's already given her question. And I did put it on um, our Facebook page. So I guess it really didn't matter if I mentioned it, but um, I did put it on there because I just wanted to see what people's opinions were, but I am going to ask the investigators whenever they're on and get their opinion on her question. So if you have any questions for us, you know, send it to us on our Facebook page, Messenger, Instagram, Messenger, whatever, however you want to send it in, just let us know that you want us to ask the, the investigators that question and we'll be happy to give you a shout out and ask them and see, you know, get their, their, their professional opinion. Very good. Okay. Thanks, Renee. I really appreciate you going over all that. That's important stuff. And um, if anyone wants to contact us for any reason, you know where to find us. And we just want to thank you so much for joining us here on True Crime Brides today. And we will talk to you again soon. All right. Thank y'all. Bye-bye. Yeah.